We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Moose and Runes podcast. This episode 146 of the pod. I asked Matt prior to the pod, what number is this? 150? Is this 150? I'm four early. We'll have something okay. special for you. Uh, hey, you, you. You not knowing what number podcast we're on. It's no surprise is, here. It's, I've done we, better we, lately, we've, done, we've done 146 of these. You've been right probably four of them. You're getting, yeah, you are I'm, getting better. You used to be four. But I'm usually like 12 off. I've, I've honed it into the right well, like well, decade. That's the wild part. You would think like the farther along we get, the farther yeah. off you get. But it was like episode seven. Like what is this? Episode 14? A uh, like, no, lot we, going on. A lot going on in the world. A lot going on <laughs> in my life. Uh, not worried about an arbitrary number of a podcast that I do with one of my uh, best friends, Matt. Uh, Just not worried about it. One Just of? not worried about it. That's the nicest yeah, thing you've ever of. said. You're on me. the list. You're on the list. All right? Relax. Yeah. Relax. All right? Um, I'm very relaxed. I do have a question for you, and I think the world yep. really wants to know this one. Um, how are you doing on toilet paper? Uh, toilet paper? Yeah, I, we stocked. I, yeah, I think we got a good number under. Like, I didn't really freak out about the toilet paper because, and I think that I've shared this on the podcast before. I don't remember at this point what we've shared um, on the podcast. Nor, nor do I. Uh, but if you're not treating yourself to a wet wipe of oh, yeah. some sort, on a regular basis, uh, you're not you're not doing you're doing yourself a disservice. So that also curbs the amount of toilet paper you end up using. So our stock of toilet paper will last longer because mm-hmm. toilet paper is not the only thing that I'm uh, that I'm frequenting in, yeah. in such situations. I got, I got so both. You got the you go in with the wet wipe and then you you clean up with the toilet. We're gonna leave we're gonna leave it at that. We're gonna leave it at that because there's <laughs> plenty to get to here. Uh, the sports world and you know a, a lot of other operations across the nation and our globe have come to a halt just tens times where you know weeks feel like years days feel like weeks it's just you know a really weird vibe but we're gonna try and uh, pick you guys up here with a little bit of uh, sunshine amongst the gloom talk a little bit of uh We'll talk a little bit of coronavirus and how it's affecting sports currently. We'll talk a little bit outside of that. And, uh, you know, our Moose and Rooms listeners came up big, sent us some buyer, or excuse me, sent us some, some mailbag mailbags. questions. So we'll dip into the mailbag. We'll also uh, hit some buyer sells, and then we'll send you guys on your way. I would, uh, I, I would like to thank Rob Gallick for his uh, his his energy and his, his pretty much immediate response to those mailbag yeah, questions. Yeah, but I, I'd say said, thank you. Be better. There, like, you, okay, you know, it's, be better. There, I, for, I, he's going to get mad now that we're criticizing him at all whatsoever, and that's okay. That's okay. That's just right. I did say thank you first. I want that known. Thank you. But, like, uh-huh. I can't really answer which athlete I hope gets coronavirus because no, that's, that's very that's off the table. That's, that's off that's the table. Off the there, table. Rob. I don't so, know which U.S. president in their prime I'd pick number one overall in the NFL draft. I don't really even know what that means. Lincoln. I mean, it's a height issue. It's Lincoln's just. He you know, can't move though. Lincoln can't he's, move. Yeah, but he's one of a few presidents that's taller than six feet. That's presidents it. historically have been short. Um, I, I'd probably take like, one of the shorter squatty ones to just be a yeah, stay-at-home, oh, just be a center. I think I was going to say Anchor Winston Churchill. Winston English, Churchill. I'm not American. sure how good he was laterally. Uh, yeah, no, he wasn't American, yeah. nor was he a president. Was, yeah. um, who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of, who's the... Who's the uh, Grover Cleveland, that's a similar name. No, 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 who's the... He looked like Churchill. He was that squatty, uh, not Roosevelt, because Roosevelt was small. Um, I'm trying to think. He, I'm, I'm picturing a pulling guard right now. Uh, you know, you're, you're you're preaching the wrong choir here. Again, I do, we're, I do not know my presidents. If we could get Churchill on a loan from uh, from the Brits, then I think I'd put Churchill as a as a pulling guard. There you um, go. That's just kind of the frame that I'm looking. There you go, for Rob. There. We answered one of your mailbags. Uh, but uh, you know, let's let's dive right into this here because uh, we're recording this on a what's today Wednesday. Uh, that, that's been the weirdest month. thing for me. I don't know what day. What of the day week is really it? Is. What time is it? Yeah, that's always the situation for me with with having a weird schedule. Though, so that that doesn't really take me off my game at all. But. Um, a lot of uh, NFL news as the tampering window was open Monday, Tuesday. League year starts here Wednesday, I believe, at 4 Eastern time. So mm-hmm. all of those deals will become official um, pending physicals, which is a really interesting situation here because the league has mandated that um, 
physicians, league doctors can't travel to go meet with free agents. Free agents can't travel to facilities to meet with mm-hmm. teams. So I don't know how these deals go official with these pending medicals. I think everything's going to be no, they don't deal, until- deal done, pending medical, deal mm-hmm. done, pending medical. And who knows how long those medicals will be pending for. So hopefully this Jimmy Graham deal can fall through. Uh, uh, we'll get, is we'll that get where we're that. starting? Is that where we're going to no, start? No, we're not starting there. We're starting with the quarterback market because the Bears – um, made it clear that they were in the market for a quarterback. It sounded like we were close to a deal with Teddy Bridgewater. Something fell through. I know that Teddy wanted starter money. I don't know if he wanted a starter guarantee, and the Bears weren't ready to give him that. I it think another like factor be, there was Joe Brady. I think yeah. his success with Joe Brady with the Saints, knowing Joe Brady, I think that played a lot there too. Yeah, when we projected all of our you know would-be matchmakers, which, to be fair, we were way off, way uh, off. a week ago. It was a fun exercise. But Shout out us. You know, usually you fade logic in these types of no, situations. I, we were both. Uh, kind of, did you say Philip Rivers, Indy, or did I say that? One um, of us said you that. said that. I, I said think that. you said okay, that. I said that. Um, I, I think I said Philip Rivers out of football this season, if I'm not mistaken. I thought you could have. You might have said Tampa, but either way, I was uh, right. That sounds Shut fair. Me. I was that right. That sounds fair. Uh, Tampa got a different quarterback. We'll they get did. There. We'll, we'll talk about that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in terms of the Bears' quarterback search or lack thereof. Uh, close to a deal with Bridgewater, falls through for whatever reason it may be. We both kind of had our fingers crossed for Case Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater. Case Keenum will now back up Baker Mayfield. He got in paid Cleveland. to do it, too. Got paid to do it, which leads me to believe that, hey, Baker, make it or break it time type situation. Um, this is the year where we figure out if we're going to extend you is, is sort of what this says. Because if Case Keenum's your starter and everyone's in good health week six, uh, the Baker project has failed. And I think Baker's a guy who will get a shot elsewhere, but that's another conversation for another day. Uh, Case Keenum goes to the Browns. Teddy Bridgewater goes to the Carolina Panthers, but the Carolina Panthers still have Cam Newton. They now have zero leverage to try and trade Cam Newton because, hey, we just signed another quarterback to starter mm-hmm. money. They're going to end up having to cut Cam, Ni- Cam Newton, and I think that's where the Bears' head is at right now. As much as I hate that, they're just looking for a guy to get released that they can scoop up on um, like a prove a deal. I do think Cam Newton with all the – I think there's Cam Newton, and then I think there's one under-the-radar possibility that probably won't happen. Mike Glenn? Um, no, it's not Mike Glennon. Uh, I, Cam Newton makes the most sense, I think, from where they're trying to go to right now. If it's for a trade, especially because he's got just one year left on the contract and uh-huh. it's not much. I think it's $21 million cap hit, and they were prepared from what I saw as a two or a three year, uh, or it was $20 million a year for Bridgewater anyway. So they're prepared to do that for a quarterback. Um, that's one that seems like they might be able to get for not that big a value. They don't have to necessarily break the bank. They got a I'm guy. I'm telling who, you. I'm I don't telling think you. it's going to work. I'm thinking what's. They're going to release him. They're not going to have also to trade possible. for him. I don't think. I think that's the name that makes the most logical sense are, for the yeah, Bears like, to go after. If you're a suitor, why are you going to give the Panthers anything for a player they don't want? Okay, here, have, here's what I'll say to you. Would you rather trade a seventh-round pick to the Panthers and have Cam Newton on this one-year deal or have two, maybe three other teams coming in and up the bidding for Cam Newton in terms of free agents? I don't think that you're going to have people think up there's the, a, Would you rather have him market. on that one-year $21 think. million dollar contract or have to pay him two years and 40, three years and, you know, 50 something like that. I get what you're saying and it totally makes sense. I think I might risk the the seventh round pick in 2021 to have him on this one year deal where I'm not attached to him. You also have to look at now um, the updated quarterback carousel of who's still looking for arms and who's available. Mm-hmm. Um, who's out there looking for an arm right now? The Chargers still? New England. We, we still are. New England now is. Um, Let's see. I'll pop up good old ESPN.com. And yeah, get a list, I think list of some NFL think, teams, right? I think that's pretty much Miami. Where we're I mean, at. Is, does Miami, is Miami still committed I think Miami, to Fitz? Miami's going through the draft. Um, I think that Fitz is there to groom Tua in case Tua's health isn't ready. Um, mm-hmm. They're committed to Fitz. I think they gave him some money already, and uh, I think Miami's pretty much figured out. I think that's about it. And Jacksonville's a team that might be because they. I mean, they're they're. Thinking about trading Nick Foles, you don't you know how they feel about Gardner yeah. Minshew. Oakland is going or no Oakland. I'm sorry, they picked up Marcus Mariota, so that's not. They picked be up Mariota, but they were still even after they picked up Mariota, they were apparently throwing their name into the Brady hat as well. So that's you not that know, surprising. You never still, know with Mayock and Gruden; they could have twelve true. quarterbacks on the roster. They didn't bring season. in they didn't bring in Mariota to be a number uh, a number one. They brought him in yeah. to be a one A or a backup. In my opinion. we say we say all of these things to put into a capsule 
possible that the Bears miss the big window. They're now in the secondary window where you're going to end up with Andy Dalton. You're going to end up with Cam Newton. You're going to end up with uh, Nick Mullins or Mike Glennon in a role where they'd just be backing up Mitch Trubisky and you've Mm -hmm. accomplished nothing that you are trying to accomplish. Um, And what you've done now as the Chicago Bears. But we can't write off the draft. You can't write off the draft. Can't write off the draft. Whereas, I mean, looking at where our first pick is there in the second round, um, you're likely looking at a Jalen Hurts type situation unless someone someone slides. Mm-hmm. And we both said we'd be cool with that, that that would be a fun experiment. But again, not a guy that's going to come in and be the starter. We had the hopes that, you know, if the Teddy Bridgewater thing worked out properly, that's your... You signed Teddy Bridgewater, and he's your starter. Mitch has got to take the job from him. I know it wouldn't have been positioned that way, but that's the reality of that situation. I'd say even a similar case with Case Keenum, no pun intended, um, that if Case Keenum was on on the roster, that – you know, that's probably your day one starter. That's at least a, what they're saying publicly. That's at least a battle. Whereas him going into Cleveland right now, you know, he's not like, you know, Baker Mayfield's their starter day one. If Case Keenum yeah. starts here, even if they're not saying it publicly, you know, going into camp, whenever that is, that those are, I mean, that that's a one, a one B either one has the chance to win that job. Whereas Cleveland, I don't know if we ever I don't think that's the case. I don't know if we ever fleshed it out to that point in last week's podcast to where, you know, those are the guys that are going to come in and, demand looks as starters that was an even shorter list you know Mm -hmm. um but point being is the bears have again shuffled their feet they're probably going to end up paying a price for a quarterback that's not going to be here very long it's just the again we're we're led uh, we're led to a we're led led to a very unsatisfactory unsatisfactory resolution of those chicago bears once again of those names we talked about though it sounds like they they were in on Teddy Bridgewater. It's not like they shuffled their feet. They were try from all yeah. reports. They were talking to Teddy. They offered him pretty much I, I, from what I saw, either the same or with you know, a, a couple deal, yeah. dollars and cents off here from what the Panthers offered him. He wanted to go to Carolina from what it sounds like and play for his old offensive coordinator, which totally I can't, I can't blame him for that. Case Keenum, don't get me wrong. I, I like him, and I said I'd like him here as kind of like a mentor transition guy. But that, that's not like they went out and found out their you know found their long term answer at quarterback. Yeah. And none of the other names off the board. You want to give Ryan Tannehill four years, ninety million? No. No. Tom Brady. I, we both kind of said I, I'm not sure how he survives behind this offensive line, though. I'd take him, but th- I, that probably wasn't ever going to happen. I still and think we could Phil be critical Rivers of. Got overpaid. I still think we could be critical of the Case Keenum situation because. Case Keenum was one of the first shoes to drop here, mm-hmm. and the Bears, the Bears in the front office are afraid to set the market. They're afraid to be first in the market. They're, they're afraid to move before anyone else moves, and it's always been that case. If you don't move first, you're Fain you're first or last. You're exactly. If you don't move first, you're going to end up with a consolation prize. And if they were not moving on Case Keenum because they thought they had a real shot at Teddy Bridgewater, fine. But you know you gotta you gotta reach that you gotta stretch. But mm-hmm. here, this is the situation we find ourselves in. Um, it looks like Mitch Trubisky is likely going to be the starter next season, barring some sort of trade or draft or weird development. But I don't think that the Bears accomplished what they needed to accomplish in the tampering period. Other teams did, as you said. The Colts now have their quarterback for a year in a one-year, twenty-five million dollar deal with Philip Rivers. Teddy Bridgewater is Carolina's quarterback. Um, Tom Brady. We haven't even said the name yet, but Tom Brady will be the quarterback of the Tampa Buccaneers next season. Excuse me, I almost threw up saying it. That's okay. I can't get through it. I can't. I'm picturing him can't in the stop. jersey. Well, we'll I'm talk about that later. And the acid we'll reflux came up. Um, but uh, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about who you believe won the quarterback sweepstakes Excuse me, on the first two days of free agency. Well, it's, I mean, for me, I think it's a no-brainer. It's Tampa because while I don't think Tom Brady was a perfect fit everywhere, I mm-hmm. think there he is a perfect fit. He's not going to some new head coach. He's not going to some you know, staff that's trying to prove himself. He's going to – I know – Bill Belichick is the best coach in you know, now NFL history. Bruce Arians is one of the best offensive minds in NFL history. I believe their offensive coordinator is still Tom Moore, right, who is a fantastic offensive mind. He's been around forever. Both of those guys are smart, know who they're bringing in, and know like they're not going to ask Tom Brady to do things he's not comfortable with. They'll let him have his input on his offense. They got some offensive geniuses there. They got more weapons. I would say his two go-to receivers now are better than any receiver he ever had to throw to in New England. Yeah, not and Godwin Moss. and Evans. Um, 
He's got a he's got well maybe not a great running back. They've got a pretty decent running back tandem. They've got tight ends and they've got a pretty solid defense. That's what they needed. They needed a quarterback who could be pretty good and also not turn the ball over. And I think I saw Tom Brady has less interceptions over the last three seasons than Jameis had last year alone. So they went out and accomplished that, and they got a proven winner. So I think that's far and away the the best. You're, it's easy to say Tom Brady being the best free agent signing, but that is for me the best free agent signing. Not, not you're cool. never. I'm gonna you know just for the sake of argument here, and I agree with you. You're never gonna turn down Tom Brady. You're always if Tom Brady wants to come to your team, you make room, you switch whatever you need to switch. You make you part the seas to make sure Correct. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, can finish his career with your team. That being said, I don't believe that Tom Brady fits the current makeup of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are a vertical team. Tom Brady has made his money over the last half decade in the slot to Julian Edelman, to Rob Gronkowski, um, 15 yards and in. Uh, maybe if we're going to stretch the field, it's on a corner route or a little seam route to Gronk or to Edelman, 20, 25 yards down the field. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin are downfield threats. I don't believe that Tom Brady has the arm strength to stretch the field like he once could. So they're going to have to adjust to Tom's abilities, and I think they're going to have to still add some offensive line help because they were about middle of the pack last year, and you got to keep that man upright because Jameis Winston, while um, was 30 for 30 in terms of Mm -hmm. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, he was running for his life a lot last year. Tom doesn't have that ability. You have to keep him upright or you're going to have zero success. They also... Um, have been questionable at the running back position. So whether they go out and get Melvin Gordon, I think they still have like upwards of 55 million. I'm, I'm actually, I'm trying to look that up while you're talking right now. That's I great believe it's 55 to 60 in cap space. So still a ton of, uh, of, of capability to make moves. And I'm sure Tom is going to have his voice in making those moves. But as it stands right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not set up to win. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, add th- Tom this, Brady, can't add be the only, want. this can't be the only move they make, but part of no. me like, Part of the offense, part of the reason that offense was what it was in New England is because that's the personnel he was given. When they had Josh Gordon, you know, healthy and in games, they weren't afraid to go a little bit more vertical. Obviously, the one game they had Antonio Brown, granted it was against, you know, at the time, one of the worst football Mm -hmm. teams we've ever seen play a football game. Mm -hmm. They weren't afraid to go down. When he's had the threats, even in his older age, he's still able to go downfield. He just hasn't had those. He's not, yeah, that's fair. They're not changing up the offense to go deep to Philip Dorsett. And I, no offense to Philip Dorsett. The year they had Brandon Cooks, they weren't afraid to throw the ball downfield to Brandon Cooks. And they had one of the better offensive of all time lost in the Super Bowl, obviously. But yeah, I, the Bucks can't be done. And um, it looks like they have $66 million in cap space, yeah. not including Tom Brady. So that'll give them still so around 36, 60, yeah. $36 million to play with once Tom signs and that's official. Which means, yeah, you can go out and add your, add your slot receiver. You can go out and add... You know, some offensive line help, though you probably got to be careful there with some of the deals. Some of these guys are getting Eric Flowers somehow got $10 million a year, and he's one of the worst offensive linemen I've ever seen play. Uh, you don't need – Melvin Gordon is obviously a great talent, great running back, but you don't need that. Tom Brady's shown in the past you don't need that. You need a guy who can get outside the backfield and catch the ball. You don't necessarily need an every down back. You can have kind of a rotating um, cycle of – decent running backs and a guy who can go out and catch you know catch the ball out of the backfield and he's going to be just fine he'll maximize the talent of those guys because that's what he's done i still think obviously like we both said they can't be done but if they go out and add that offensive lineman add maybe one slot threat somewhere along the line um and you know another you know tailback a number two one a type tailback i think they're in really good position to be favorites in that division if i had my way here it's you always get your be, way. So. No, that's not true. That's but true. if I had my way here, I'm looking at a quarterback swap. I want Jameis to the Patriots just so we can f- further connect and weave this narrative of who's better without the other in terms mm-hmm. of Belichick and Brady. That's that's your pure litmus test. If you take the quarterback from the team he was on and put the quarterback on the team he was on, on those rosters, who can maximize more? And right now, as it stands, I do believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a little bit better than the New England Patriots. Now, if New England goes out and somehow surprises us, and I don't know if they trade for fulls or whatever might happen, I might have to rethink things there. But with the quarterback market and what it sounds like is that they're kind of really 
hyped on Andy Dalton. Um, I give the edge to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady rather mm-hmm. than the Patriots with Andy Dalton because the Patriots were already deficient offensively in so many ways a season ago. You add Andy Dalton to that, and you're in big, big trouble. So I think the biggest loser here, I'm sorry, Julian Edelman, this is your new reel. This is your yeah. life. Um, kind of stinks for him. So if we're talking about to take this elsewhere, if you're if you're cool to move on, I, um, I was gonna. I wanted to add, just build off what you were saying, talking about yeah. quarterbacks going places where obviously the Patriots are rumored. Andy Dalton. It's what I want the Bears to do, but I think it's what the Patriots are gonna do with the Lions signing Chase Daniel. I think the writing's kind of on the wall for them that they're going to draft a quarterback and hope that Chase Daniel can kind of be a mentor, transition guy. Uh-huh. I think they're gonna look to trade Matthew Stafford, get out of that contract. That would be I an think, interesting one. I think New England is going to be the team that swoops in because we've seen Bill Belichick's history of trading with his, you know, ex-coaches slash friend, like Kyle yep. Shanahan, while he never coached with him, is a guy he has a history with, friends, whatever. I would not be shocked to see Matt Stafford in a Patriots uniform next year. That said, if I were Ryan Pace, I would trade whatever the second round pick or any I trade my second round pick and a little bit more for Matthew Stafford. I meant getting him here because I think he'd be a fantastic fit in this offense. I love in any offense. He's he's incredibly talented. I'd love him here, but I think Matthew Stafford in New England is the dark horse that not many people are talking about that I think is going to end up happening because it just makes too much sense. And I think Bill Belichick wants people to think Andy Dalton mm-hmm. wants people to think he's going one way, and That's then he's going to swerve another. Um, that would be a very interesting development that would have to make me rethink the who got the best or who's, who's better suited to you Chase know, Daniel signing board. signing that deal with Detroit doesn't make much sense other like that doesn't yeah. seem like the type of backup you bring in to back up Matt Stafford. That's the type of backup you bring in to back up Mitch Trubisky. Exactly. That's that's that type of backup. Okay, uh, Matt, uh, winners and losers in the quarterback market are a bit convoluted right now because we don't know what it's going to look like, but if we want to name the biggest winner and the biggest loser, you have to look no further than the DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, deal. my God. Oh, my God. Arizona giving up uh, David Johnson and a fourth-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins and a second-round pick from the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien is general managing himself out what? of a job. Wait, so I, I – I have gotten critical and been critical and still will continue to be critical of how the, the Blackhawks front office and ownership is too loyal to their guys and, and stuff like that and keep guys longer than they should, give them too many extra chances. But they've at least won something. What yeah. did Bill Bill O'Brien do over the last however many six, seven seasons he's been with Houston? Not only to you know keep his head coaching job through all this, but then fall backwards into a promotion to general manager where he goes and trades the best wide receiver in football. And I, I'm going to say that right now. I do think Hopkins, it's, it's not that big of a you know hot take, but I think he's top the best. Top three, no doubt. A top three easily. I would say if I'm picking one for one season, he's my best wide receiver in football. I, I'd take him in a heartbeat because he doesn't like the guy because he apparently is now, say, according to DeAndre Hopkins, he said he said uh, in a meeting in his office, mentioned him in the same breath as Aaron Hernandez and said he's yeah. got his mom, his kid's moms around too often, which is uh, a wild moms, thing. I believe is. Okay. I, I believe is what that. you were, that you was know, the quotation but, was his, he had too many baby mamas is what, uh, this is Bill a trade that if you made after David Johnson's insane rookie year, you'd be like, okay, that's not good, but all right, they, they got a running back who's going to be a future star who's really, really good. And while they're not, they didn't win that trade, they at least look okay. They still got a game breaker coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Now it's, they, they traded for a running back who, when healthy, oh, is good, but is never no, healthy. But even and when he was healthy back. last year, even when he was healthy last year, he's not the David Johnson of No. This was, this was essentially a pick swap plus a player. Someone like, tried making the trade in Madden. And even that, like the the, the uh, card or the the Texans were like, no, no shot. Like it wasn't only like half the bar full on the interest. Like what? In what world do you make this? Now you're relying on Will Fuller to be healthy, which okay, that's not going to happen. You're relying on Kenny Stills to be healthy. Usually doesn't happen. You went out and paid Randall Cobb, who while once was pretty good, you gave him three years, like nine million a year. That what? Uh, I feel bad for Texans fans. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm not signing an extension there. No, not a chance. If I'm, I'm Deshaun coming Watson, to Chicago, I'm, getting, I'm saying trade I'm, me to the Bears. I'm trade getting up for Mitch ready Trubisky. to leave. That would be fantastic. That I don't know if you can convince me to do that. Mitch but, in uh, a second for Deshaun. It's easy. It's um, over. Do it. Do it now. 
do it. Bill o- so, yeah, yes. I'm, yes. I think that Bill O'Brien is the only person that knows what Bill O'Brien's thinking right now because it makes zero sense. Um, and, and now this also, uh, on, a, on a grander scale, this puts a wrench into my Kyler Murray projection as well. It does, but you, you know, we didn't say no wrench. I said it, I said. What did I say? He'll you never said have he'll a never win with more six than games. six wins. Or six no, 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 with more. He'll never have a season than, with more than six. I thought you said six or more, but yeah, you, I think you're right. Six I thought it was, yeah, he'll never have a seven-win season, I believe was what the, we can go back and look at the tapes. It's either he'll okay. never have a six-win season or a seven-win season. We got nothing season. but time now. I don't want to I don't want to misquote myself here, but um, it's an exciting little team now. It's a really exciting little team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Kyler Murray has no excuse but to take a step forward in mm-hmm. his sophomore season. If we don't see that, then I'll feel a little bit better about my prognostication of Kyler Murray. But, you know, he's got his weapons around him from Larry Fitzgerald to Andy Isabella in the slot to Christian now, Kirk, Deshaun DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins Christian Deshaun Hopkins. You screwed me up. Deshaun Hopkins. That'd be a heck of a well, play. I was thinking Deshaun Watson. Yes. Um, but that offense is, um, is mean. And buzzing. I think the. And I think that uh, the Houston Texans played themselves or traded themselves out of a uh, out of another promising season. I don't but even we think shall they played see. themselves. Like, congratulations, you played yourself. The NFC West, whenever we get football back, is going to now be the best division in football. It could be. It definitely. I mean, could if be. that offense is the worst team in that division, which right now yeah. is looking like it is, and you got. Still got the Rams, Niners, and Seahawks going. That, that'll that probably be the best vision of football. Yeah, that's a, fun one that's a murderer's row, no doubt. Um, man, anything else to get to here on the football front before well, we move the, forward? The Bears did sports. make some other. I know you are uh, you were very salty on Jimmy Graham, and most people were, and that's that's fine. I'm not as down on it because I think it's a one-year deal that if it doesn't work out, they're out of. Um, yeah. But I think the, the bigger move that we should talk about, we should give Ryan Pace some credit for, um, the Robert Quinn signing and cutting ba- – basically trading – Leonard Floyd for Robert Quinn. I will I will applaud. I will stand here and I will applaud Ryan Pace for the job he did there because they went out and got a hung, pro pass rusher. Yeah, you could have hung on to Leonard Floyd uh, for another season and see what he could be, but I think we know um, what he can be. He does still strike me as a player that could go elsewhere. Maybe the Giants scoop him up or something and he could see some success and then it's like a oh, what if type situation, but I think we knew what he was in the Bears scheme, and it just wasn't working out. Whereas you go get Quinn, who's a proven pass rusher, on the other side of Khalil Mack. And I think it's going to be, you know, it's kind of a reload situation on mm-hmm. that front seven um, where we're looking at it's going to look a little different, but I think there's going to be similar types of production and success. And people that are worried about Quinn's age and and um, whatever that tells us in terms of the window closing and a win-now situation, that's fine, whatever. But he's only two years older. Yeah, he's like a year and, uh, and a half older than Floyd. It wasn't he's like 30, he went out and got a 35-year-old. He's 30 years old, and yeah, you look at a $70 million contract, but I think 35 is guaranteed, so that should be paid in the first three seasons if you yeah. want to cut him after that. So I think it's even I less. Really, I think it's only 30, so I'm guessing it's two yeah. seasons, and then you probably have like a $5 million cap hit if you cut him after the second, which I, I don't think is happening. That's what I, I really like how that sets up for the Bears. I think that that was a definite upgrade at, the, at that pass rush position. I mean, it, it's making your defense. I mean, you, you brought back Danny Trevathan, who obviously we know what, what he can provide. They're going to have to probably, they're going to have to add one more depth middle linebacker because we've seen Roquan, while very good, sometimes can, you know, have injuries here and there that keep him out a week. But for the most part, I mean, you bring him back that defense, they got one corner to add to, but it's looking really, really good. And there's arguably not a better pass rushing tandem throughout the NFL. And quite honestly, now th- this only helps Khalil Mack too, because I, people are talking about how, you know, Quinn's going to be able to take advantage of Mack's double teams and all that kind of stuff, which he will. But Robert Quinn is also good enough to be to the point where teams can't just do that all the time. And now Khalil Mack's going to see a few more one-on-one matchups because teams are going to have to take, you know, take Robert Quinn and account for Akeem Hicks is going to be back healthy. So Khalil Mack's going to benefit from both these things too. Um, Roy Robertson Harris back, I believe, on a one-year deal, which is, I, you know how I feel about him. I love him as a pass rusher. The third down pass rush for the Chicago Bears should be a lot of fun, if anything, to watch this year. It's going to be, I mean, it's all setting up to be exactly what we know yeah. of the Bears. Mm-hmm. It's all setting up to be exactly what we know of the Bears. Unless Great they draft a quarterback, they, it's Exciting good. defense, going to be on the field for two-thirds of the season. Like, that's... That that's what we're looking at, and it's in a way exciting, in a way very very disappointing, and that's the Chicago Bears in a nutshell. But uh, make me prove me wrong, 
put together a package and go get us Deshaun Watson. How about that? Uh, there's the pipe dream. There's hey, the you know, dream. clearly Bill O'Brien's open to trading. So, and he's he he seems to like those you know Tom Savage types at quarterback because that's what he did for so long. Send him Mitch. Hey, this guy is not very good. He likes those types of quarterbacks. But that's that's also the ultimate um, recognition of wrongdoing by the Bears front office saying, hey, we had a chance to draft this guy. We didn't. We drafted this guy, but now we want that guy. Ryan which, Pace. Which, which leads me to a larger – sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay. Which leads me to a larger um, – the macro look at this picture here. And you now have a quarterback in Mitch Trubisky who knows that the front office, the fan base, and everyone else involved with the Chicago Bears has zero belief in him. If he now, didn't know I, I that know already, if, he's Well, done. yeah, I don't know if he was living in an illusion where maybe those those pleas of or, or those cries that Mitch is our quarterback were really gassing him up, but um, he now knows that we are actively searching for his replacement. So they better find one because if you come into camp with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Mullins as a backup— mm-hmm. Uh, there's no confidence in that room and there's no confidence in that team. The only, I mean, the, I'd be more, I'd be probably and just personally more worried about the confidence of Mitch from the team standpoint. Maybe there's some sort of, uh, this is just reaching whatever pressure off his shoulders uh, in, into the point that he's not pressing anymore. He's not overthinking too much. What he did at times last year. I don't know. That's just the optimistic look, but I, I'm, they have to bring in at least somebody else now. And yeah, you've played your hand, but, Everybody and anybody except for the media who wanted to, you know, make fun, wanted to be mad that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy said they were in on Mitch in their press conferences, who took those seriously for some reason. Everybody knew that the Bears were going to be out there looking for a better option at quarterback. No doubt. Mitch Um, had to know that too. And here's to hoping that uh, something transpires in that department in the not too distant future. But uh, there have been plenty of developments outside of the NFL in the sporting world. Uh, you know, every pretty much everything's postponed until a later date. Mm-hmm. Um, everything, everybody's uh, just kind of in a holding pattern right now, and it seems like a lot of September dates are being targeted for events such as the Kentucky Derby, certain golf events, this, that, and the other. Um, a fight between the trilogy fight between Canelo and Triple G has now been scheduled for September at AT and T Stadium. So, if we can get out of this cloud and back to our sporting ways, September is going to prove to be one of the best months in the history of sports. You could be looking at uh, NBA finals mm-hmm. in early September, uh, football kicking off in mid-September. It's going to be unbelievable if we can get out of this, you know, if we can mitigate this risk and move things forward. Um, September is going to be a wild one. And uh, I say that um, with also delivering the news that the PGA Championship and all events prior to have been, uh, been postponed. postponed. Uh, actually, the non-major events have been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, big-time events have been postponed by the PGA Tour, and there have been some reports regarding the Ryder Cup being moved an entire year, uh, the upcoming Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits, but uh, the benefit of that would be to open up a, a further window to move these events to later dates, whether that be, you know, a September, October Masters or however it's going to look. There's still so much up in the air, but uh, the golf schedule is ever-changing right now as well. Yeah, I, I, I think the Ryder Cup will end up being moved back probably one year simply to accommodate these other events. Wouldn't shock me. Um, plus, that'd be cool to give us back Ryder Cups in back-to-back years because I doubt Europe would be moving theirs or that would be pushed back. I think it would just be, hey, we're going to play two in two years at this point. And the President's Cup would be the one that uh, takes the fall for that. Yeah, which, sorry about it. That's um, okay. It was fun we'll, to watch we'll, this year. but I was going to yeah. say, we'll hold that trophy for an extra two years. No yeah, worries. That's okay. We were going uh, to hold it again anyways. Should we jump into some uh, segments here, a little buy or sell before we get to the mailbag? Sure. You want me to start? Uh, yeah, lead us off. All right. We talked Tom Brady. It brought uniforms up. Uh, the, the Buccaneers are reportedly changing their uniforms. One of the rumors is they're bringing back the creamsicle look. Buy or sell Tom Brady in the creamsicle Buccaneers uniforms. I absolutely buy it because the other option is so repulsive like the Buccaneers actual jerseys picturing Tom Brady in those ugly red jerseys I can't wrap my head around it I can't wrap my head around Tom Brady in a metallic silver helmet with a metallic face mask on it I, I can't you do can't it. I don't you care. can't use these uniforms but if you brought back like the Mike Allstott more like like plainer ones <sighs> I could see him in those yeah a little bit but I think you just got to go full creamsicle I think you got to go full creamsicle. You got to shock and awe. Um, take it back to the old school. 
uh, jersey sales through the roof, Super Bowl season at Raymond James. Can Tom Brady be the first quarterback to ever lead his team to the Super Bowl when they're the host city? So much uh, lying on it. You know, in terms of do you think that pedigree, played in his decision at all? I don't think it was a deciding factor, but it's definitely something that was. You know, if he's if he's weighing his scales of justice, that was definitely mm-hmm. on the pro side. I think that was definitely something that um, intrigued him. Uh, you know, Tom Tom's standard is and always will be Super Bowl or bust, um, and. Tampa Bay's roster, their organization is going to have to raise their expectation to meet that of Tom. Now, is the mm-hmm. talent level there? Is the preparedness there? That's what we're going to find out over 16 weeks of football, but that's where Tom's head's at. That's something you can guarantee that he wants to be there at his home stadium when the season comes to a close in assumed February. Um, but again, most importantly here, you are buying creamsicle jerseys. Creamsicle. I, I couldn't buy it more. Give me those back. I might actually, have to, I might actually have to buy a creamsicle jersey. You know, that's not true. I'm done buying that, jerseys. If that, I'm done buying jerseys of anybody that is younger than me. That's my that's my that's, my vow. That's literally all athletes, man. Really, Tom Brady's younger than me. Idiot. Gotcha. He's the, he's the like lawyer. He's like the last Lawyered. guy. Lawyer. No. <laughs> um, so go ahead and buy your Tom Brady jersey. If if that if especially if they go to those uniforms, do you think that turns out to be like the most the highest selling single season football jersey of all time? No. Because I think Tom Brady's that polarizing. I think it'll sell like hotcakes in Tampa Bay, and I think it'll sell really well for your quote-unquote LeBron fans, so like your Tom fans yeah. that just follow Tom wherever. A lot of those are going to come out of the woodwork. But elsewhere in the country, I think Tom was, you know, me and you respect him and love his play and love him as an athlete yeah. because I think we do a good job of oftentimes outside of Chicago pulling back the emotion from these situations. You mm-hmm. know, Chicago, we can do we can only do so much, you know. We're we're only human here. But in these types of situations, I've never really had a disdain for a player like Tom Brady or an Alex Rodriguez or a LeBron James. You know, there's moments where you're critical of them, but mm-hmm. I'm still a fan. But I'm I'm in that middle ground. I think there's a lot of middle ground and there's a lot of disdain for these guys. So I don't know to answer your question if the jersey would sell as well as um, what was the highest selling jersey last year? Couldn't tell you. Uh, let's take a guess at it. I'll look it up. What's and your guess? Highest selling jersey last year. I know Khalil Mack was up there. Um, Wouldn't have been Rogers. Tom was probably up there. I'm going to guess Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to guess Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Tell me if you're right or wrong, because obviously okay. I'm not going to I'm guess. I'm still Googling. Him. Okay. Uh, 25, that was November, October. Top selling jerseys 2019. Um, That's not Jeopardy. That's Price is Right. You want me to take your top 10 here? What what, was your guess correct? Give me that. No, my guess guess is not not even in the top 10. Ooh, not even. I got. Is it Mahomes? Uh, Mahomes is number two. Is it Zeke Elliott? Zeke is number three. Damn. Khalil Mack okay. is number four. Dak Prescott is five. Saquon, six. Drew Brees, seven. Lamar. Aaron Rodgers, eight. Nine is Daniel Jones. Ten, Juju Smith-Schuster, number one. Lamar. Tom Brady with the Patriots. Tom Brady with the Patriots. <laughs> All right. So the jersey might sell. I, I could be wrong here. The uh, Buccaneers jersey might sell if nothing else is a relic. You're telling me it wasn't Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee? It was not. You know, there might have been a late push there from, uh, from mm. Tannehill, but yeah. – um, Brady's really? still moving units. Brady Tana is thrill. still moving units. Okay, stop it. Matt, buy or sell. You know, in, in these trying times, uh, our sports gambling community mm. is being tried. Uh, it, it's it, it's being tested. It's being pushed to its brink, trying to find things to gamble on. Um, there was an impromptu uh, marble race at CBS Sports HQ that may or may not have had a couple shekels on it uh, a couple days ago. Did you win? There, Which marble did you have? have? Uh, deep Sea. Uh, deep Ocean. Excuse me. Mm. Deep Ocean. The number 10 marble. We came out hot but then fell back. That's your problem. Uh, besides the point. Buy or sell. Betting on the weather. There are apps. There are books where you can get over-unders on temperatures and other ways to bet on the weather. At this point, I'm not saying I've done it, but like, but I'm not saying I have. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I wouldn't consider it if the if it was put in front of me. Like, yeah, if you saw if, the right odds, if, if yeah, if you gave me if you gave me some good odds on you know the sun not peeking out on a certain day in Chicago, like yeah, I'd probably have to, I'd have to consider. I mean, at this point, what else are we supposed to do? 
I got yeah. cum- I got cumulus clouds at plus two fifty today. So uh, not a cloud in the sky though. Right now we're we're hoping for a little bit of accumulation. What's the difference? What are the two cumulus and what? Uh, cumulus is the big uh, puffy ones. Yeah, what's stratus? It? Stratus. Stratus are it. the like thin ones, and then there's other ones. I want to say like Nimbus. Ooh. You know, no, I just N- Nimbus of is the Nimbus is the the uh, the broom from Harry Potter. I never watched Harry Potter. <laughs> Or oh, you're too cool. Really. Kids too cool. No, I, just, I never got into it. Uh, Sorry. We got circulocumulus, which are uh, little popcorny yep. looking ones. Cirrus is ones that look like the plane did them. Okay. Uh, cirrostratus cumulus are the puffy ones. Yeah, uh, we knew that. Alto cumulus are thin puffy ones. Okay, so there's like there's cumulus, there's stratus, and there's cirrus. Yeah. And then there's like different mixtures of them. Okay. So you have like stratocumulus. Stratus is alto- like when the entire the entire sky is covered with clouds. That's Correct. Stratus is okay. a gray sky, and this is where we're at on the Motion Runes podcast with a. You know, I just thought of something. <laughs> it makes sense. What's that? Uh, like the software that we use at work, like the the program we use at work to store all our video and all that stuff uh-huh. and record video, is called Stratus. It's wow, a big how cloud. How about? Ooh, mind that's blown. nice. I'm mind that's blown. Nice. That's awesome. Very good. Hats off so, to those people. This time has allowed you to put together uh, to build these bridges, man. Really think There's nothing else. Yeah. Really think to just ponder the great questions of life. Uh, why don't you hit me with a, a great question of life here? All right, I know we've talked about Oreos before, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to come back to that every nauseam, time I can. But go on. It's not at it's it's we we still get debate every time. I got it. Are you into the flavored Oreo? I'm going to ask you buy or sell. When you're walking in the Oreo aisle, like, do, do you see the original? Do you see a flavor and say, "I'm going to grab that instead"? Is it a is it a mood that strikes you kind of thing? One hundred percent could not sell flavored Oreos anymore. Really, there is one. There is one exception. Interesting. And and the one exception to that is the vanilla Oreo is good. I don't know what they're really called, but like the one with the the white wafer and the regular cream. See, I don't even good. call that like a flavored Oreo. That's just like. Those are vanilla Oreos. Like that's, those are you just know vanilla I mean? Oreos. Like so you're are, talking like mint. You're talking root yeah. beer. You're talking okay, like the weird Halloween beer. stuff. They got the, the chocolate peanut butter ones are good. I mean, it's peanut butter frosting. You can't really See, go wrong with that. Oreos um, to me, Oreos to me are a treat. And if I'm going to treat myself every once in a while, I don't have get, Oreos. I don't have Oreos in the house all the time. If I'm going to treat can't. myself. To yeah, because if I have Oreos in the house, they're gone in two days. Mm-hmm. No pack of Oreos has ever lived longer than two days in my household. That makes so a lot of sense. I treat myself, and when I treat myself, I treat myself to a normal Oreo, an original Oreo, not a double stuffed. We've had that conversation mm-hmm. before. I treat myself to a pack of original stuffed chocolate Oreos, as God and Nabisco intended. Are they in Nabisco or are they, are they Nestle? No, they, they are. They are Nabisco. I'm, I'm looking Nabisco? at. Okay. I'm looking at a wrapper right now. <laughs> no, no, no. They're Nabisco. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Um, so no, I'm selling on all flavored Oreos, but I do have an Oreo development. It's not the first time I've had, Uh-oh, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna scoff at this because it's even further on the other side. Naturally, double stuff. Oh God. Wait, like, oh, oh no, you're going to be healthy with me. I, I, I did not buy them when I was at, when, when I was at home two weeks ago. My dad, I think he was trying to extend an olive branch because he knows I love Oreos, but he also knows that I'm conscious of the things that I put into my body. So he bought Oreo. You're thins. watching your figure. Always, you know, this is this is a this is an ongoing battle with the uh, with the husky kid inside of me. Okay, when so were you ever the, husky? Till sixteen, till seventeen, we were, were shopping not in the husky, husky in high school. Uh, six. Yeah, freshman year. Freshman oh, year. Freshman year. freshman year before wrestling. I wrestled at one fifty two, and I think I came in at like one sixty five, which is not big, but I I still was. I think I was like five nine. Yeah, who would ever still, be one sixty five, right? No, but it was like it was one sixty five in like weird places. Grade school Joe, St. Giles Joe, um, through puberty had a little extra weight on him. Yeah, I know um, all about having extra weight on you. So, with that being said, the Oreo thin was surprisingly decadent. Now you're getting mostly chocolate. There's a little hit of that sugary cream yeah. in the middle. You're you're not getting the textural satisfaction of biting through the the you know the, the cookie cream inside the wafer. The cookie thinner as well. That's yeah, what I, I like. See, okay, I would the like cookie that. had a less of a crunch and more of a snap and crumble. It was it was really nice. Now again, if I'm walking down the aisle and I'm getting myself Oreos, I'm not reaching for the thins. But I was pleasantly surprised by the thins. If I'm going to power rank uh, the Oreo iteration, it goes regular Oreo, and then I have to think really long and hard about double-stuffed 
or Finn as my number two. It is still double stuffed. I still got to go double stuffed. Double stuffed is 2A. Finn is 2B. That's how much I enjoyed uh, the uh, Finn Oreo. I I always thought, or I originally thought the Finn was the same cookie, just less cream. The fact that everything is a little bit thinner. Everything's a little bit more compressed. that, That changes things. I do not dislike that. I would be open would to you trying that. Buy or, bonus buy or sell. I was going to say, sure. bonus buy or sell, Matt Rooney tries Oreo Fins. Uh, yeah, at some point. At some point, I don't think Rooney. I don't think I've ever bought Oreos. Like, I, I'm not. A, I'm a fan of trying They're always the just around. No, no, no. I, well, that was, I didn't finish. You don't let me finish. I have bought Oreos <laughs> several times. Um, I've never bought a, like, a package. I, I, I like trying the flavored Oreos, see what I like, see if there's something new. But I'm never going to just buy that and then not uh-huh. have the original, the go-to to accompany it. Because oh, I so feel it's, like it's that's a just, double pack purchase. Well, you know, I, when I'm buying when I'm when I'm buying Oreos, I'm usually buying things in bulk. Like I don't go shopping all that often, so when I go shopping, I, I buy a lot. So yeah, you, two packs of you, Oreos is not, and those are meant that unlike you, like I make those last a little bit longer because okay, I you're mixing I, in yeah, a couple of I'm, each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't go shopping as often. I try to you know make conscious effort to keep them in the cabinet and have the cabinet closed, so I'm not looking yeah. at them all the time. So. Yeah, I, but I, I, I do like the flavored Oreo, but I do also go to the, the original always. So, yeah, I, I could see myself buying a package of original and be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to try the Thins. If there isn't an Oreo sponsorship on this podcast in the next two months, the sales get, department's like, You don't even fired. need to give us that much. Just like anything. Just some Oreos. Yeah, send us <laughs> Oreos. Send us each a package of Oreos an episode. Not Joe doesn't want that, actually, because he would eat them too often. That's it, send yeah. them. Send me a package of Oreos an episode, and Joe an Oreo T-shirt, and one a month, one package a month. Yeah, Deal. that's that's all we're that's all we're looking for. And twenty bucks. Balls in your court, Nabisco. Um, Take Matt, it we got it. one more buy or sell here before we jump into the mailbag. Buy or sell in home workouts. You know, gyms are closed everywhere. Uh, you still got to get a sweat in. It's sometimes hard to to get yourself going in home. But buy or sell an in-home workout. I think you got to buy it at this point, right? I mean, yeah. l- luckily, uh, I, I have access. My, my parents have kind of a not a gym gym in the basement, but they got you know they got a bench, they got a few free weights, so I, I can always go out there and get a nice little workout in if I want to. Here, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of putting something on the TV and you know following a YouTube workout, but uh-huh. I, I'll throughout the day you know make sure I hit you know a certain amount of push-ups, certain amount of crunches, just keep doing something you know yep. i'm not going through obviously the 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 four or five mile runs i do at the gym sometimes because i don't like running outside but mm-hmm. i am doing things in the apartment at least not not as regularly but you know you, you got to do something to keep yourself at least a little bit in shape right yeah a little prison workout you know What's, yeah you, you got to use what you got what are you what are you yeah. doing what are you doing over there what are you there's workouts? a heavy regimen of push-ups so if mm-hmm. i come out of this thing chesty as a mother like, Love it. don't be surprised uh heavy amount of push-ups there's a 30 pound there's a 30 pound kettlebell. Uh, that's where I need to improve a little bit uh, with with the squats. But there's a 30 pound kettlebell that's been getting a lot of use and mm. some resistance bands. So we can really do everything in the apartment here. And then we're ground level, so beautiful patio outside where there you go. Uh, throw on the ankle weights and uh, do 20 minutes of jump rope. That gets the lower body burning. Uh, gets a little cardio in. So we're making do. All right, you, see, you got to take the kettlebell and just do some squats with that thing. Hold it in between. Yeah. Just do, just I get know. a couple. You don't have to do a ton, but, but you that's know, build where up I got, the legs. That's, where, that's, that's holding yourself accountable. You know, yeah. it's hard hard to do uh, in the living room with the dog running around. All right, that's fair. Lay off. I respect. Lay you off. don't want the the kettlebell to hit the dog while you're squatting. Be- From Oreos to in home workouts, we cover it all here. We do. We're not hurting for content today. Give us that, people. We're, we're doing uh, our best. And the people did give us something to talk about here. Why don't you uh, Why don't you reach your hand to that mailbag, Matt, and give us right. a question? Or two. I, got, I got two of them. One of them we talked about before. One of them is a, a last-second swerve that I'm picking Beautiful. up on. That I'm not going to lie. I stole from somebody else swerve. on Instagram, but I think it's Love right up swerve. the alley. First uh, comes from our good friend Rob Gallick, who we have not mentioned on this podcast yet. Um, who would Valued be, listener. Valued listener. He is a valued listener. and we're, we're, He was a little bit hurt that we, quote-unquote, made fun of him last week or two weeks ago. I don't think we did that, but that's neither here nor there. I think that's just um, a lack of mental resolve. But I agree. He's, I digress. He's, you know, uh, who would make the better bachelor candidate, Joe or Matt? Oh wow! Why don't you um, take this one? Why don't you? Why don't you lead us off? I would not. I know what you're going to say, but I want to hear what you'd say about me as a bachelor candidate. I think I honestly think you know. Obviously, can't can't take part. 
madly in love. You, you know, know what? Uh, I'll raise the hand. I'll raise the hand here, but hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, speaking is, um, is she sitting next to you there? She heard you say that. No, she's not. She's oh, not. Okay. But I uh, thought you were doing that. Say you saying that just to pick up some brownie points. No, she'll 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 pops on the Moose and Runes podcast every every once in a while. So there we go. My ba- got to cover my go. bases. I like that. That's just smart. Um, move. I think that I think that you'd make a great bachelor, Matt. I really? Think that, yeah, but I, I think that. Where's my shortcoming? Because clearly there, you're going to say there's some sort of shortcoming. Here. No, not even a shortcoming of you. I think that I'm just very dramatic and it plays to the yeah. show. I think that I'm way more of a dramatic individual and that that would, um, you know, the producers would that would feed off of that in, in a bachelor type scenario. I would agree. I was actually going to say the same thing. I think I would be, I'm not the guy that you're looking to put on TV to cause that drama. I just wouldn't mm-hmm. do it. That's just mm-hmm. not me. It's too much effort for me. That, that seems like a whole lot. And although they, they got to keep up with too many people, you know how I feel about people. I think you'd be the better bachelor. Plus, you got the hair for it, you got the That's, wardrobe for it. Don't get me wrong; like I know how to dress. I look pretty good when doing it. But you, I mean, you, you got much more. You got many more options than I do. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Um, that uh, you have that also. Look. That all, but that also leads me to something here where oh. I wouldn't want to have to carry that many relationships or get to know that many new people at once too. So what I do is we do the first day where, you know, everyone comes out of the limo and they introduce themselves. Mm -hmm. You have the cocktail party, you get to know each other. And then the first rose ceremony, I drop a bomb on them. I drop an absolute bomb. We're going straight to the final four. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was going to say ladies, it's down to 10. We cut it from 30 or however many it is, 40, straight down to 10. We get down to brass tacks. Second episode, we're down to the final three. We're What's expediting it? this process. So obviously, I, I know they have to drag it out several weeks, but what? how many do they, they eliminate every week? Is, um, does it start with like I think five a few, and then Early on, a lot get one. chopped. No, early yeah. on, a lot get chopped to get okay. it down because it's like a big group to start off. Even if the um, producers don't let me do that, I feel like I'm pretty much yeah. making instant judgments on like the handshake and the first thing they say to me. Hundred percent. I'm getting. I'm whittling it down to ten. If so. you don't, if you don't, uh, if you don't make yourself seen, you're gone. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You gotta, have, a, you gotta have something interesting. You gotta come out. You gotta uh, give me a good one. Gotta be a lot of pressure. A good one liner. Stick in my che- brain. Give but if you're cheesy, that but if you're cheesy, you're out too. Can't I see, have it. I, I, the right Can't kind of it. cheesy is okay, but it's gotta be. It's gotta play. <laughs> It's got to play. See, Matt, I think you'd make a better bachelor than you give yourself credit for. I would. I'm just saying I think you, you, you're you what they're looking for with the hair, uh, the style, with the, except, with the exception of being in a very happily committed relationship. Obviously. There it is. Yeah. There it is. I correct there's myself. The, there's the asterisk. Give me that asterisk. Big asterisk uh, we, guy. We got uh, – what's the surprise one? Okay. About? So I was, uh, was, was scrolling through Instagram and I saw the – mailbag type question hypothetical type question come up of which what situation slash golf hole would you rather ace the most would you most like to ace 17 at the players okay 16 at the waste management 16 at augusta what would be the coolest hole in one this is like obviously i would take with fans in tournament if you want to after this open this up to what hole in the world would you like to ace i would not Say you're wrong for wanting to have that. Of those three scenarios in tournament, uh, I mean, you're at the Masters. It's 16. You're coming down the stretch. That's, uh, you know, Vern's calling it. You got Mm -hmm. Vern in the tower. So Honestly, that's the, like, that for me is the, not the deal, but that's like the final step. That's like I have Vern calling my whole one. I think I, 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 I thought you were going to go that way, and that's the way I'm going to just because it's Augusta. I, first off, the roar you would get at the waste management for acing 16, especially if you did it on Sunday, might uh-huh. actually be unrivaled. I think that would be the loudest roar oh, you'd come get. On. And I don't last, year, last year, Tiger scaring it was like yeah, was unbelievable. Yeah. And, and then uh, obviously at TPC, if you ace number 17, I don't think. I think if I had to, it, not to answer the next um, mail. Yeah, no, let's go question, to it because I, I have think a, that would be. I, I think if I had to pick one, that might be it'd be that or seventeen at Pebble. Um, uh, seventeen at you're saying seventeen at TPC just to, just as like your personal non tournament yeah, non tournament which is one hole in the world that I could ace. I, that I mean. Mine would be whittled down to two shorties, and I don't know what that tells you about me or my golf game, but it's either seven at Pebble. Or twelve at Augusta, seven at Pebble or twelve. Seven okay. at Pebble is the little okay. postage stamp yeah, yeah. right on the ocean, right there. Mm-hmm. Twelve is where twelve at Augusta would be right. Name more Amen Corner. That would be pretty. Simple. Yes, 
Um, so I think those would be my two, but I'd have to probably go with no fans, no crowd, not taking into it. Like with the assumption that you could play either of those courses whenever you want it, I'd probably end up saying seven at Pebble. Yeah, I'm still on the ocean, man. I know, but like, and you could take a picture. You can't take a picture at Augusta to prove everyone that you made the whole one. That's fair. Uh, I still think uh, the, the stadium course at Sawgrass that like you're talking about short, Pretty awesome. you know, short par threes. That's a from someone who's played it. No big deal. Um, that is a that that's a short, nice little easy pitching wedge. Depending on where they have the tee, sometimes they have. If we played it, I remember I think it was like two months or a month and a half out from the players, so they already had the tee box moved over. It was actually more of like a sand wedge. Mm-hmm. Talking about like the, the the short little par three, that's one. I think that's the stadium is seventeen. Everybody knows. I think well, I'd have to go with that one. But awesome I don't. Enough. I don't think we got it wrong. What's the what's the the uh, Palm Springs hole we played at the Mountain Course? What was that course? Uh, which course? La Quinta or La Qu- yeah? The, the day we played uh, thirty six was it La Quinta? The Mountain Course at La Quinta. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. That would be a good one. The one that I uh, birdie it almost you know one close to the pin and then rushed the putt and then missed that one. <laughs> uh, that one would be fun. I just googled best par threes in the world. We got eleventh hole at Castle Stewart, ninth at Trump Turnberry, seventeenth at Sawgrass, eight at Royal Troon, mm. seven seventeen at, at Whistling Straits would be pretty nice. That's yep. a cool one. My father would be mad at me if I didn't say number sixteen at Lost Dunes. Got to get that um, in there because as well. That's, that's the one he is. He is aced. I would take a one. Ryan Rooney, at a shout out number uni. three at Chambers okay. Bay. I take a one anywhere. Um, that being said, my closest call was at seventeen, sixteen or seven. I think it was seventeen. Seventeen at TPC Harding Park. Okay, um, rattled rattled the pin last year. So. I had uh, now it, it didn't end up like an inch or two away, but I had actually 16 at Lost Dunes. I believe it was an eight iron. I hit like a perfect eight iron, and you, I, I know exactly where. Almost like you know the Tiger's chip at Augusta, where he chipped it in. Like he didn't mm-hmm. go for the hole. He knew where he had to get it to feed down to the hole. Just put it to a spot. I, I put it exactly where I wanted it, knowing it would, it should feed down to the hole. I remember I got up to the ball and I was on almost a slope. I, I don't know how it stuck and didn't feed down. But it was on a. It would have been on a track to, if not be in, be right there. So that was probably the closest that ever came. Granted, it wasn't an inch. I still had to make a birdie putt, but it was exactly what I wanted. If it did what it should have been, it would have fed down right there. Might have been in. Well, here we are talking about what if hole in ones. So I think we've uh, we've done a pretty good course. job making up. We've run the course here, here on Moose and Noons episode one forty six. Uh, do we have any other mail bags? Do we have? Oh. Uh, but we had that really one fun topic that I want to dig into because we are on a golf topic here. I don't uh, remember, but rather, bring it up. The would you rather. Uh, would you rather Tiger Ooh, breaks yeah. the major record, so gets out there, gets in front of Jack, gets, what is he at? He's at 15, so he needs, yeah, what, four, four more, more to break it. Three, three to tie, tie, four to win. So four more Tiger, four plus Tiger majors, but that guarantees none of your teams ever win another championship or – you just leave it as is, you roll the and dice you're on not both. guaranteed. Enough. You're not guaranteed anything. You're rolling the dice. I gotta roll the dice on both. Don't get me wrong. We're a Tiger podcast. I'm a Tiger mm-hmm. guy. I love Tiger to death. But like writing off all of my teams forever, yeah. I don't think. I, if you could tell me, like, hey, like, if you picked one of my teams, and, and like, if you said, you know, mm-hmm. Tiger wins 19, and the Blackhawks never win another Stanley Cup. That would yeah, be, I think, done. the better debate for me. I, I, at this point, I'm still not sure I could say that, but that would probably be the most realistic one because I've seen them do it so many times. I still have I, yeah, those memories. I, I think it you would told be, me the Bears, I'd say no because I still want to see them win a Super Bowl. You told me the yeah. White Sox, I'm not ready to, to do that yet either. Um, I think it would be a completely different conversation if the Bears had won a championship in the last decade. It'd still be yeah. tough. But if you said if all of your teams except the Chicago Bears never win another championship, I'd have to think long and hard about that one. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Again, I love Tiger. I, I do. He's my favorite golfer. He's one of my favorite athletes ever. He listens I to just, the podcast, and now he's offended by your take. That's man. fair. But no, but I, I, I didn't <laughs> I, I grew up with all these sports teams a little bit more. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've seen Tiger win several majors, and not one of them have I ever gone out in the streets and you know celebrated a parade or, or gone up on the roof and popped champagne. Like, I've done that with, with, with Chicago titles before, so yep. it's a little bit different reaction, I would say. He deserves a ticker tape parade, I think is what we've gotten to. So we should organize that. 
Let's do it. Once we doing? can get once we can get crowds larger than ten, we're done. I also want to take advantage of the time with Tom Brady joining a new team, being in a new uniform, something nobody's ever really pictured, thought of. Give me one athlete right now in sports that you think would be the weirdest to see playing in another uniform. I can start because I've been thinking about this one and it, leave it to me to go hockey. I'm not going to say a Blackhawk. I think Sidney Crosby being in any uniform Ooh, other a than a Penguins uniform would be wild because like even with Kane, like throughout his years here, there's been rumor, yeah. you know, a couple years ago, the rumor, oh, will they trade him for Ryan Miller? Will they ship him off? It, with Taves, people have also said, always said, like, yeah, maybe maybe he'll finish his career in Winnipeg. Duncan Keith would look weird, but like, even he, the last couple of years, talked about, you know, will they ship him off at the deadline? Sidney Crosby has never been that. If the, if Sidney Crosby were to ever play anywhere else, that would be that would be on par with Tom Brady being in a Buccaneers uniform. For, not a, for the sporting really world, because hockey obviously isn't on the level of football. But that that's it for me. That's a really really good one. Thank I'm you. having I'm having trouble coming to a conclusion here because in the day and age that we're in, we're so used to guys wearing multiple mm-hmm. different jerseys. The LeBron James driven era. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not just saying this because I'm a hockey guy, but hockey seems to be the sport for that because basketball, yeah. in our at least our day and age, like you said, it's all about where can we go, where can we team up. I mean, we saw Dwayne Wade in another uniform, which was a Pulse uniform, oddly We've enough. We've literally seen that everyone in the NBA in a different uniform. It'd be weird to see Steph in a uniform other than Golden that's State. A good, that's a really good one. That one, yeah. and, and that's I one that's, I don't think would ever happen to. I don't yeah. think he'd really ever leave. That would be an interesting one. DeAndre Hopkins is going to look weird in a Cardinals uniform. We will get used to it. <laughs> to bring this one full circle. You know who's going to look really weird? Deshaun Watson's going to look really weird in a Bears uniform. Yeah, right? I, I, think we'll, I think we'll come to terms with I it. I cannot just imagine what that's going to look like. So Ryan Pace is just <laughs> going to have to do it for me so I don't have to imagine it. Uh, Matt, we got anything else for the people before we say goodbye? I got nothing. You got any, you got any quarantine plans for the day? You're, you're I'm going right? golfing. Quarantine on the golf course. You can keep social quarantine distancing. Quarantine social distancing. Going out as a solo, telling them I don't want anyone in my group if going you're, out there to work on my game. You know, it's pretty much the one time that if you tell the starter or whoever's behind the desk, he's I don't want to play with a partner, he's kind of yeah. got to listen to it. He'll let you go out as a And single. if he gives you a hard time, just cough. Like, hey, man. Cough <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't go. I can't play with anybody. <laughs> Uh, we, make light, there. we make light of a uh, grave situation, but we are truly hoping everyone the best um, that it's sounding like, you know, everyone in some way, shape or form is going to be touched by this. Um, it's going to have a friend, a family member, um, if these projections are what, what we're led to believe they are. Um, so, you know, just be safe, clean, be smart, stay, close, stay inside, don't call do your loved anything ones. stupid, check yeah. in on people. We're, uh, times, but uh, this too shall pass. We're a resilient bunch, and uh, we will try and continue to keep you entertained here on the Moose and Moose podcast. This has been episode 146. We, of we, the appre- pod. we appreciate the mailbags, people, but we're going yeah, to keep, keep them coming. We're going to keep them coming. I'll send out more tweets, I'll send out some reminders, but keep them coming. This was a good start. We still got some more to build on here, but let's get creative. Let's, it's sports, not sports. Let's, let's get things going. Love that. Love you, Matt. And uh, we love you, Moose Noons listeners. We will see you guys next week. That's it for episode 146. For Matt, I'm Joe. See you guys soon. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. Chicken on the steak was phenomenal.